Hallelujah. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Sometimes the message we want to preach is not as important. It's not not, not that important. It's not. As a child of God, you don't have a reason to carry your pain. You don't have a reason to carry your disappointments. You don't have a reason to walk in fear. You don't have a reason. For though the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the one thing we are assured of is that the Lord delivers us from them all. Lord, minister to your people. Touch their hearts. Touch their lives. Lord, this afternoon I ask that you reassure somebody. Give them a reassurance that it's going to be okay. That they are going to be okay. That in the end, it's going to work out all right. Genesis chapter 37. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to just have a look at a verse because we will close when we have to close. We are behaving well. Please, when Reverend comes, please tell him that I behaved well. And uh, Reverend, we have missed you. Please come. We are assuming that you are watching, so please, can you come quickly? And uh, we love you, we honor you, and we appreciate you, and we thank God for your life, and for the grace and anointing that is upon your life, that runs down to all of us, we are grateful, we are grateful, we are grateful. This morning, remember, I told you that words carry spirits, isn't it? Words carry spirits. So can you imagine when you open your mouth and you say that I am a child of God? When you yourself, you open your mouth. Because your words also carry spirits. And uh, Pastor Sam has just told us that after all the 30 million gods, then there's a God with a big G. Anywhere. And he says, You are my child. Come, my child. Genesis chapter 37. It's funny that we have entered into that because today I also have one question to ask. I always have a question, isn't it? <laughs> I always have a question. Uh, I always have a question. I always have a question. I'm going to check from some of my. Um, my primary school mates, I'm going to find out and ask them to be truthful and tell me whether I used to ask a lot of questions <laughs> when I was in primary school. Uh, I would like to know. I would, I would like to know. Because, um, 
It's good to have questions, isn't it? It's good to have questions. It's good to have questions. It's good to have questions. Yeah. Children, you must have questions for your parents. And you must question them. Yeah, you must question them. Yeah. One day Phoebe asked me, so, mommy, when you were young, I mean, before daddy, wasn't there any boy at all you liked? That's a question. And you see, don't lie to your children because the truth will come out. Yeah. Two years ago when we went to Ghana, she was sitting next to my mother. You can imagine the question she asked. Yeah. So she asked the same question. And then she got the same answer. So if I hadn't given her the right answer. I feel like some of you really want to know the answer. I sense, I sense, a, I sense a longing to know. Yeah, I said. I sense, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I sense a longing to know, but uh, stay in the spirit. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. She has that question that, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to, to, to know how I dealt with um, proposals and how I dealt with it. Uh, so I told her, no, you don't like to know because my, uh, my process is not good. It's a process. Oh, it was a whole process. It's not good at all. It's not, it's not ladylike. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not, it's not good at all. At all. At all. She. Sometimes my sister will pinch me and say, all you have to say is hello and, you know, the, all the rest was not necessary. <laughs> and it's really sad because now sometimes when we go to places or somewhere and then I meet maybe some of my, my and they always use some of that to make a statement. Yeah. Hey, we used to fear you. I still haven't answered your first question and um, it will be answered. It will be answered. But ask questions. Yeah, parents too, you should be able to ask your children questions. You should be able to ask them questions. Yeah, ask them questions. Yeah, ask them, ask them. Yeah. I should be able to ask you questions. Yeah, you too, you should be able to ask me questions. Yeah, you should be able to ask me questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, so, so, so. <laughs> now that we have Facebook Live, we have to limit all our examples to, to Facebook Live appropriate questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Media friendly questions. Yeah. We had been reading Genesis 37 for a while, isn't it? And we asked the question, what side are you on, isn't it? What side are you on? What side are you on? What side are you on? And um, I like the fact that this afternoon we have all declared that I am a child of God and all that. And um, we have come to the realization that in life, we are all choosing sides, isn't it? Yeah, we are choosing sides. We are choosing sides. We are choosing sides. We are choosing sides, you know? And um, when we looked at... um, Genesis, we realize that um, 
Joseph and his family, they were all choosing sides. And realized that some were choosing the side of envy, isn't it? Jealousy, some were choosing the side of, you know, fighting, destroying, you know. But today I'm about to ask you an even more major question, but I thought that we should finish the last verse that I want us to look at in Genesis 37, then we'll go and ask a new question. Amen. We'll go and ask a new question because there's also another side. Genesis 37, the Bible says in verse 24, and they took him. And, and, and before that, let's read 23. And it came to pass when Joseph was come into his brethren, that remember that the last time we looked at this topic and we looked at Reuben changing sides, isn't it? And the Reuben realized that okay, now we are going too far. He tried to say that. But verse 23 says, And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. They stripped it. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. You know, I, when I, I wasn't going to add the 25, but that last, the first few words of 25 just makes the whole thing so amazing. That you strip the person, put him in a pit where there is no water, and then they sat down to eat bread. You know, and when, when, when you look at the, these last two verses, you realize that after all that they had cost him and, you know, they, they still were not satisfied in that. It's like it's not finished. There's more that, and you see, the, the Joseph's coat has always represented, you know, the favor he had, isn't it? The glory that was upon him. And they wanted to strip him. You know, sometimes you find people who want to strip you of your dignity. Do you understand? Of the, the little thing that you have, they want to strip you of it. Whatever, by whatever means. Are, we have people we call strippers, and they don't work in their club. Yeah. They work in our families, they work in our church, they work in our lives, they work in our workplaces, they're around us, you know. But as I always tell you, sometimes it's not that we are being stripped, sometimes we are the strippers. Yeah. We are the, you see, sometimes when you are saying something about somebody, step back and think about it because you are stripping them. Stripping them. Stripping them. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know, I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know. And you see, because we, it's, it's so common, it becomes almost normalized, you know, so it's only when I bring some of these things to attention, I realize that it's not a good thing. Yeah, but it's no big deal. It is a big deal. After all, it's only a quote. No, it's not just a quote. To expose you, to expose you. To show your nakedness, to show your emptiness, to show. But two weeks ago, I remember I told you something that anybody who is pulling you down is what? Already down. And they took him and then they put him in the pit. You think that the stripping is okay? No, 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 no. The stripping is not okay. Yeah. They have to 
see how low they can take you. There are some people who lead you to low places. There are some people that you will definitely arrive in a valley. How many of you have been in even normal friendships, not even any deep way, that you have ended up in some sort of valley? Just following a friend. Yeah. Sometimes you have a friend who's a great gossiper. And she go and gossip and someone will rub off on you. Because you were in the vicinity of the conversation. And maybe in the conversation you said, oh, really? That was your contribution. But that qualifies you. Till they see you in a low place, they are not happy. Till they find you in a low place, they are not content. And, and, and you see, it qualifies it by saying that it's not just that you are going to a low place, but the place you are going to is empty. Because sometimes we'll follow something, we'll chase after something, and then we'll arrive and say that the thing we're chasing was empty. The thing didn't really have anything in it. Yeah, it wasn't worth the chase. It wasn't worth going. Yeah, listen, when you ask most people who have now become drug addicts, they didn't realize that it was empty. They absolutely did not realize that it was empty. Yeah, because most of the time, the introduction of it is fun. The introduction of it is enjoyment. The introduction of it is it will help you forget your issues. It will make it make you know the pain a bit easier to. Yeah. But as soon as at that time you are not in the pit. But when you get into as you go deeper and deeper and deeper into it, then you will see that actually when you get down there it's empty. You see, sometimes you even as as Christians, sometimes we have an edge to backslide. We have a strong edge. Christians are bad. Church people, hey, fear church people and live long. You know, I mean, just, you just, you know, you're so upset. And yeah, I never thought they would do that to me. Look at what they've done. Yeah, no, yeah, look. Yeah, now I understand why, you know, my cousin never went to church. Yeah, look at her. She's even better off. And it will sound and seem till you get in there. And the problem is that when you get in there, haven't you realized that most of the time the people who direct you into a bad place don't particularly go there? So verse 25 said, and they sat down to eat. As you have arrived in the empty pit, where there is, it's empty. And there is no water. No water. And, and you see, a lot of time when you, the Bible talks about the fact that there's no water, it means that there's no life. There's no life. So there's a side that when you fall in, eventually you have no life. Yeah. The life you have becomes worthless by that. But it doesn't look it when you're taking the steps. And I think that that is always... The fear and the challenge of life is that you can't see that actually you are about to enter a lifeless. And then you have those who are going to take you there and you have those who are being taken there. The funny thing is that those who are taking you there, at least they'll get food to eat. You see how amazing it is? Yeah. 
I'm saying this to somebody. That somebody may come and fight your faith and, you know, glamorize the reason why you shouldn't be a Christian. And ridicule your faith and make it feel like you're wasting your time. What is all this God, God thing? And why are you even getting deeper and deeper? You know, please, please. It doesn't take all that, you know, and all that. And they will explain to you, you know, what it means to be, you know, a nice Christian. How to work it well and not, you know, don't, don't roll over. Just, you know, yeah, take it easy. But when you finish, you go and sit down and eat. And we will all be tested. Even as a pastor, I'll be tested. I'll be tested. I'll be tested by other pastors. I'll be tested by church members. I'll be tested. Do you know there are pastors who put their microphone down never to preach again? I get so amazed to realize that we have suicidal rate among pastors. So what I'm saying is that don't follow people into the pits. Don't be the one who takes people into the pit. But I also want to say that should you arrive in the pit, don't lose your focus. If you enter the valley, don't lose your focus. That's why David knew something. He said, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of my You may not have, the pit may be empty and it may appear as if there's no water in the pit. But if it wasn't, if your pit going was not the side you chose, then be rest assured that the God you're trusting and depending on will get you out. Because everybody has pit experiences. Sometimes it's by choice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's by choice. Sometimes it's not by choice. Sometimes it's by association. Sometimes it's by association. And when it is by association, what do you do? What do you do? Sometimes the head of a family can lead the whole family into a pit. Do you know that? But today, my main question, it has six words, and I want you to ask your neighbor, who is on the Lord's side? Oh, ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor the question properly. Say it again. Have they answered you? Ask them for an answer. Hmm. Exodus 32. Why would it be an important question to even ask? 
You know, because we are taking sides. We are taking sides. Okay, I'm a stripper. I'm not a stripper. I'm this, this. I'm the favored one. I'm not the favored. I'm the one who harms people. I don't harm people. Whatever. I don't. I don't. Uh. But I think that beyond all of us, the one most important question is who's on the Lord's side? Because it's a side. And you see, the reason why we have to ask this question is that sometimes it is not even very clear whether the person who says they are a Christian, whether they are actually a person of faith or a person of fake. Don't know. Don't know. How can you know? How will you know? <laughs> How can you know? How will you know? We had just finished high school, and one of my, my uh, mates, his senior brother, who had much older brother, who had become just a really bad boy, you know, and they all lived under one roof. So the man had children. When he gets the children, he brings them home. When he gets the, so in the house, when you go there, you see children of every color, every creed, every nation. He had fulfilled scripture. I mean, <laughs> all nations, all, all tribes. All. <laughs> We're gathered in the house there, you know, and then one of the older ones had become really bad. And then one day, I think the father had gone away on work or something for a couple of days, came back, you know, entered his room and discovered that his room had been emptied out. So he called his wife. His wife has the same name as, um, they say, Aggie. <laughs> he said it in a Sri language. Hey, they have stolen my things. They have stolen my things. Then, then the wife was like, Agi was like, who did it? What? Then he was like, how can I know? How will you know? How can we know? <laughs> hey, how, how do you know? How would we know? Yeah? And the man was really wealthy and very mean. So, so the son had made up for all that the father had not. Hey, Agi, 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 where we am? <laughs> How can I know? Yeah. How would you know? Because that's the most important side that you have to find out whether you are on or not. Are you on the Lord's side? Are you on the Lord's side? I want us to just look at a couple of things that will help us to take that decision and say, oh, actually, it looks like I'm on the Lord's side. Yeah. Because you know that sometimes people, you think people are with you till you fall into trouble. Yeah. Sometimes you think somebody is really your friend till you get into a, 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 a bad place. Yeah. Sometimes you know that, oh, this is my ride or die. We do everything together. You'll be surprised. Yeah. You, you'll be totally, have you, have you, recently, I don't know who it was, it was some uh, member of Palo or something, and uh, he and the wife had got into trouble, I think they had misused government funds or whatever, and they were going through the court process, they've gone through level one, level two, they've reached like level three, and as they enter the courtroom, the man is sitting there, and then the wife says, listen, it wasn't me, he was, <laughs> yeah. Even when I told him that, you know, it's inappropriate to use that to buy holiday tickets, he didn't listen. You know, she sat inside a private place. She sat inside all the things that they used. The woman just gave her husband up. Yeah. Because she had just been told that if she 
puts it on him. She won't go to jail. She will just have community service or something. So, yeah, she said, listen, listen. Yeah, I didn't even realize that every, as we were going on holiday, it was, Mua, he, she had been working in his office, his uh, government. His, yeah. they, they, and you know, in that place, they video all their courtroom. So they put the camera on the man to see his shock and the expression on his face. That, and you'll be wondering that this morning, when they were coming to court, did they have a fight? <laughs> Was there an issue that, yeah. and this is his wife. So when you say, because when you say, oh, who is on my side? The first person you say, oh, ask for my husband, ask for my wife. They, I mean, my, my number one supporter. Yeah. But what will test them enough? Yeah. I always say this thing. I say that, you see, when you go to the graveside and they're crying, I'll go with you, I'll go with you. There's a simple test. <laughs> hey, <laughs> simple. Yeah. yeah. As you are on the edge. You know that even though they are on the edge and they say, I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Should the sand give way, you see how they'll step back. <laughs> Exodus 32. Who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? You know, we always sing that the Lord is on my side. We are so certain that the Lord is on our side. We are so sure. We don't even doubt it at all that the Lord is on our side. So the Lord too is asking us that question, whether we too, he can also say the same, that we are on his side. Oh, it's a good question to know. Exodus 3, 32, um, let's read from verse 21. I'm going to read um, the NLT, if you don't mind. I read the Bibles as we are led. Exodus 32, are we there? Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, what did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my Lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it in the fire and out came this calf. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So Moses stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And the Levites gathered around him. Because, and do you know that Aaron was a priest? Aaron was a priest. Aaron was a priest. And just within a short time, he had become an idol maker. I mean, to even go into details and tell us how you carved it, I mean. So Moses asked the question, who is on the 
Lord's side. Amen. And that is why Joshua uh, uh, told the people, he said that choose the, you this day, isn't it? Whom you will serve. Joshua 24. Listen, everybody takes a side when it comes to the Lord. Everybody takes a side. Yeah, you see, when you go around or someone says, I'm not religious, it's not true. It's not true. Everybody takes a side. Everybody takes a side. It may not be God, Jehovah. It may not be one that has been labeled any of the gods in any place. But you have a God that you serve. You know, I find it so strange when, uh, let's say, the new uh, Samsung, whatever, or the new iPhone comes, and people sleep overnight in front of the Apple store. Do you know that? They set a tent, yeah. They bring their warm flask, their food, their whatever, and they stay there so that they can enter in and go and waste another thousand pounds that they don't have. Yeah. So, so... So, you, I mean, such a person can't say that there, there is nothing they worship. Everybody worships. Everybody worships. Every, listen, some people, they worship God. Till they get married, then they worship their spouse. Yeah. Some people, they worship God till they have a child. Then they worship their child. Or some people worship their children. Yeah. It's a side. I mean, we joke about it always, but some people worship food. But some, have you seen somebody who's really angry about their food? Who touched it? Who touched it? Some people will fight over their food. They will, they will fight if you take their chicken off their side. <laughs> yeah, who touched it? Who? Who is that? Yeah. You have to make sure that you know the side you're on. Otherwise, you become like me on a football pitch. Our score goes for everybody. <laughs> Whichever direction the ball is going, we'll kick it in that direction. Because if you don't know the side you are on, you can be playing for your position till you know. <sighs> you know, people who marry twins, you have to know which twin you are married to. If you are married to identical twin. Yeah. You have to know which one. And normally, you realize that the parents of identical twins, the spouse of identical twins, know the twin. So, no, no, that's not my wife. That's my wife. They have the same hairstyle, the same eyes. They say, so like, no, no, no. Can't you see that her cheek goes up? To her? They know the, they, they know exactly. But you, on the other side, you may not know. And that is why sometimes we say, oh, uh, uh, Europe is a godless place. No, it's not true. We have idol worshippers. We have witches, wizards in the land. Yeah, they have manuals. They are registered. It's a side. They may not go on evangelism necessarily. <laughs> But everybody has a side. Everybody has a side. Yeah. So just, 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 let, let's look at it as we before we go. 
Joshua 24. And you realize that God always periodically had to test just to be sure. Do you know that? Yeah. And I think that even we as Christians, every now and then, God tests us and tries us. Sometimes even through the test of affliction, just to see what is in us and what is going to come out of us. Verse 14. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the courts of your ancestors? Served beyond the river? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Verse 16, the people replied, we will never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our eyes. As we travel through the wilderness among us, he has preserved us. It was the Lord. It was the Lord. Until their next drama. Until their next drama. And I want us to fight that spirit. Yeah. Want us to be able to fight it so that when we are faced with our next adversity, the one thing that we are not shifting from is the Lord's side. The next challenge we have, it doesn't matter what it is, the battle, it doesn't matter. As for the Lord's side, it's the, no, that's where we fight from. That is the source of our strength. That is the source of our wisdom. That is the source of our understanding. That is the source of our power. You can take. David understood that. He said, listen, take whatever you want to take from me, but don't take your Holy Spirit from me. As for that one. I need it, I beg you. I cannot do without. I don't, I don't know. David understood something. You see, every time he had to talk about the things of God or something, he expressed it differently from most people. Yeah. I said, listen, I will not give to God something that will not cost me. If it doesn't cost me, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It has to be of value. It has to be of value. Yeah. I mean, even though he was a fairly bad boy, you could just see the heart he had. Heart he had. Gets up and says, I want to build the house of God. Even when they said, no, 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 you're too bad. He said, oh, I know. So, then can I offer something so that those who have clean hands can? <laughs> there was no mistaking whose side David was on. There was no mistake. No mistake. Yeah. At any time, T. He always knew that this one. Even if he's going to bring me trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, when, when, when Saul and Cole tried to engage him and said, listen, nobody can go against Goliath. He said, I can't go. Then they were like, oh, if you're going to go, if you really, really want to go, then here, get this armor. Get he said, no, 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 no. You don't know who I'm fighting. No, no, the team I'm coming with, the team I'm coming with, we don't need your coat and we don't need. But you see, when you don't even know whether you're on the Lord's side, that is when you go pulling other things too. When you're on the Lord's side, it's always preeminent. Always preeminent. 
Ah. One day, I, I, I heard a, a young Christian actor say this. He said that he would never go anywhere that he cannot take God with him. So he said he won't take a part in a movie that he cannot take God with him. He will not take any project or give him that he cannot take God with him. And you know, people ridiculed him. People closed their doors on him. And today he's a billionaire. And most of the people who chose size, they still don't have anything. But the Lord's side, it comes with a high risk. Look, chapter 9. So my question to my question is that why do people struggle to choose the Lord's side? Because all of us agree that the Lord's side should be the best side to choose. I mean, there's something in us that knows that the Lord's side should be. But why is it that we struggle to be on that side? I don't mean in our words and in our songs, but I mean. Luke chapter 9. I think we should read the King James. Good. Luke chapter 9 there. Put it up for us, 23. Our time is almost up. Okay, we'll read this. I told you that I'm going to behave with time such that, you know. Haven't I done well with time? Hey, say it properly. Otherwise, next week it will be five hours. <laughs> yeah. What verse have you put on there? Is that King James? Okay, we'll read that one then when you finish, you put that in there for me. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, if any man will choose my side, if anyone who wants to be where I am, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Next verse. We are going up to 27. So, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gains the whole world and lose himself or be cast away. Next. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the son of man be ashamed when he comes. When he shall come in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. Give us the last verse. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which will not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. Amen. Let NLT, look at the NLT, and then you put the NLT. In the NLT, they say that you have to suppress yourself. Suppress yourself. The thing, the reason why choosing the Lord's side becomes a problem is because if you want to choose the Lord's side, then it means that now you have to suppress self. Self. Verse, go to 23. You have to suppress your... It, then he said to the crowd, if anyone of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways 
and take up your cross daily. Do you know that when you choose the Lord's side, you can't choose your side? Not that your side is a bad side necessarily. But if you choose the Lord's side, then your own, you have to sit on it. Have to sit on it. Yeah. Because you see, sometimes, because you have to choose the Lord's side, you have to forgive somebody. But if you were to choose your side, we'll let the matter drag on for a little while. So that they'll learn sense for once and for all. And they'll stop the nonsense forever. But if you have to choose the Lord's side, then you have to let it go. Then you have to let it go. You have to let it go. You have to go and, you have to go and open your mouth and say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not coming from me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It's coming from the side I'm on. I'm, playing, I'm a team player. So that's how the team plays. That is how Jesus plays. So if you're on his team, you have to play that way. That is how you know that you're on the Lord's side. Self must go down. Self, that is one cardinal way that you know whose side you are on. You suppress self. You suppress self. You suppress self. You are so tempted, you want to do something that you know is wrong. The only thing that will help you is to just join the team. Yeah, just, just say, no, it's okay. That is what will help you. Because, listen, all of us, we have our selfish desires and our selfish needs and our selfish plans and our selfish wants. Most of the time, they don't fall in line with the Lord's side. And that is why scripture always qualifies it, even when it's talking about our desires. Yeah. It says that those who delight in the Lord, they shall have the desires of their heart. Why? Because their delight is in the Lord. So the desires are coming out from the right side. Because our personal desire, oh, I mean, look at me, I've been saved for a while. Every now and then I have nonsense in my head. And then you, you see that the opportunity is there to tell somebody exactly as you are thinking. Yeah. There was one of the cardinal problems I had as a young person. When it's in my head to come out, it would totally. And when others look at me, I was like, but you were thinking it, you didn't say it. I said it on behalf of the whole team. But sometimes you know that you should not say it. You're hurting somebody. You're causing pain. It may be the truth, but you're causing pain to somebody. You're breaking somebody's morale. You're breaking somebody. Yeah. Because so when you're on the Lord's side, no. Let it go. Let it go. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's not only that you are even going to have to restrain. Yeah, he says that what? The love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ constrains us. Yeah, because I love God, I control myself. Because I love God, I have to be watchful and mindful of how I behave, how I relate with people. Yeah. And that's why the, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. We have other things we want to shed abroad. There are many things that if you leave us, we'll spread it. 
Then he says, and take up your cross daily. I like the Luke one, because the Matthew one doesn't give you the daily. It says, take up your cross, and then you think that is one. Every morning. Uh, so it's like when you're going to sleep, you put your cross down. In the morning, you pick your thing up. <laughs> and I believe that when we see a scripture like that that says, take up your cross, don't allow the devil to give you an impression that it's when you're a Christian that you take up your cross. Everybody's carrying a cross. Go across, there's a, a crack house across this park, across. Go and see them there. They're sitting there with their crosses. Everybody has a cross. Everybody has a cross. Yeah. They may not define it as that. You see, in the house of God, things are explained. Things are exposed. Revelation comes. Yeah. But the fact that the revealed word is not theirs doesn't mean they are living it. They just don't know they are living it. So I taught this thing once. I think when we had it, I said, learn how to embrace your pain. Learn how to embrace your struggles. The struggles are not necessarily there to destroy you. They are there to make you better, to purge you. Yeah. That's why when Jesus called Paul, he told him that you will suffer many things for my sake. And every time we are looking back at Christ, we look at him as the one who suffered for us, isn't it? The one who went on the cross. And he, he said that he did it for our example. So carrying your cross daily is not a bad thing. Do you know what the bad thing is? The cross you carry. As for the cross you carry, but you have a choice what kind of cross you are going to carry. Yeah, I always say it, isn't it? I would rather cry for the love I have for God cry over nonsense. We are crying. We are all crying. It's all tears. But I would rather cry than we are all going to do. The cross we are all going to carry. The pain we are all going to. I would rather have the pain. You see, for, for me, one of the things that breaks my heart is to see somebody backsliding. It, it tears me apart. It, I can't sleep. I would rather have that pain Totally. Don't have a pain of some. Because some people, the cross they are carrying is some strong desire for wealth that is not coming. Frustrated in life, trying to chase the money. They have reworked their accounts over and out. Their account is not changing. They changed jobs, they added this, they did this, they did this, they did this. The calculator came back to zero. It's a financial cross. It's a financial cross. Some people carry emotional cross. We are all carrying crosses. Choose a cross to carry. That's what the cross you will carry. And that's why sometimes this house, when we emphasize on certain things, serve God, give your life to God, do work for God. What a, it is a hard thing to do, but it is more rewarding. Yes is more rewarding than carrying all these things. Some of us, if we go and open the boot of our mind, the dead inside it. I tell you. You know, sometimes somebody's in school say, I want to stop school. I can't learn. I can't, I don't like, I'm going to go. You know, it's like when they are young. It's, I won't go to school again. I won't go, you know, go. it's too difficult. It's true that it's difficult. But somebody has to explain to the person that if you don't go, it's more difficult. 
So what you are doing is that you are dropping one cross to go and carry another one, a much heavier one. Sometimes you say, oh, this guy, I don't mind him. He's always late everywhere. He makes us late everywhere. And he doesn't seem, you know, he doesn't seem, you know, he's not very exciting. Whenever he's all there, there, you know, it's like I have to drag him along. Yeah, you may have to drag him along. You can leave that problem and go and get another one. You don't have to do anything. He's already flying. Now your cross is in the air. <laughs> oh, please, let's rise up onto our feet. I didn't, nobody told me that time.